Hello, friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode four of The Remake Report. Report. I'm Liz. And I'm Nadine. And today we are going to talk about Ghostbusters. 1984. Mm -hmm. And 2016, I believe, is the remake. Yeah, so we chose this because it's Halloween week as Mm -hmm. we're recording this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spooky times. Ghosts and stuff. And even though we did Poltergeist, I feel like this is a different kind of ghost story. Yeah, I mean, this is a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy, and that Poltergeist certainly wasn't. <laughs> yeah, not really. Good point. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about first what we remember about seeing the original. I remember like the taglines the most. Like I remember Bill Murray, his dogs and cats sleeping together, yeah, mass hysteria. So, like yep. me and my sister would say that in the house, like constantly. That's like my favorite line from a movie. I think I would so, always right? say that. Yeah. Cats and dogs living Sle- together. Yeah, so funny. Did I say sleeping together? I don't think I think, so. I think it's living together. Anyway, it doesn't Did matter. Did I say? <laughs> well, they might be sleeping together. I think uh, that's what he meant. Maybe, maybe. So funny. And so for me, it was like the characters. I don't remember being like super scared, but I do have memories of, um, well, mostly the opening of the movie Mm -hmm. and the New York library. And I mean, that is so creepy anyway, Mm -hmm. like the stacks. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't even need to have a ghost. You still feel like there's one there. Yes. Um, So I remember that uh, and that woman, that librarian showing up. The opening scene is really, really good. Right. Especially not seeing the ghost and just seeing her terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like her face. Mm-hmm. So I remembered that. Um, and then save some money, special effects wise. Uh, totally. <laughs> they spent it later. It, yeah. It was still very effective. Yeah. Just watching, um, you know, the book glide over to the other yes, side I love and that little effect. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remembered the Rick Moranis character quite a bit lewis the neighbor who's couldn't be dorkier and so funny um and then like the relationship between the guys and then also the bill murray character you know peter trying to uh romance dana barrett who's sigourney weaver so Mm -hmm. i remembered that a lot too for me like the air we breathe, I just always remember Ghostbusters existing. I don't remember seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did watch it again a couple of years ago. And uh-huh. then now for, for the podcast. So yeah, I don't have any first memory, but I think it was always there. As far as, I, yeah, as, far back as my memory goes, it was there. It was there. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it was 84, so I guess I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I watched it when I was 10. I'm sure I was older, but... I wonder, yeah. I don't know. I, I would have been 11. I could have watched it. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of swearing in it, I noticed, because I did watch it with my kids. And it, it was it's not really appropriate for little kids, but I think it's right. fine. There is a lot of swearing and <laughs> some <laughs> inappropriate things. But. Sure. Yeah, but that was kind of part of the humor, too, right? Yeah. If we're going to talk about a little some of the shining moments of the original, um, I guess we could kind of go through a rough plot yeah. summary. Yeah, um, I mean, I was thinking Ghostbusters is so such a popular movie, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. well-known, um, but I guess there might be a younger listeners, or older, who maybe, maybe never thought. Maybe. I'll just do a, a little bit of a sketch. Don't want to get too much into the plot. Right. It's pretty well known. It basically um, is about those those three guys, and then a fourth gets added. There's such characters, like um, especially the Bill Murray character, Peter Venkman. He's um, a womanizer. Uh, I think he's less serious about it, and actually is uh, more about the fame and the glory that would come with you know actually proving that there is paranormal activity um and then the dan Aykroyd character who's um probably takes it the most serious and Mm he i'd say he's probably the most knowledgeable but he's also really childlike like Mm -hmm. i found him quite goofy when i rewatched it if the movie is uh the brainchild of dan Aykroyd. oh no and no this was really interesting he has a long family history of paranormal studies Oh, it's cool. He was fascinated and believed in the paranormal. And like, so did his parents and grandparents and even a great grandparent. Wow. And they wrote books on the topic and his grandmother said she saw ghosts. And mm-hmm. so he he was really fascinated with it. And he started out, he wrote a screenplay of a 
multi-dimensional paranormal thing and people told him this movie can't be made. Why? Because nobody would believe it or it's too sensitive of a subject just like matter? going back and forth between dimensions oh. just like the special effects it couldn't <laughs> too be too difficult so okay. they steered him the studio or whoever steered him into making it more realistic and being set in new york city mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they tweaked it and tweaked it until it became the ghostbusters we know wow wow yeah. which is so he did take it seriously uh- Dan Aykroyd yeah. as a, as oh, a that's person. Awesome. Yeah, and the character. Wow. His character name is... Ray. Ray. Okay. <laughs> Raymond. I know. Kind of love him. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Egon, um, Harold Ramis. He's the techie nerd. Mm-hmm. He's getting the devices, and he's making all the machines to potentially capture ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he died pretty, in he, 2014. He did die. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, he wasn't in the remake. Right, no cameo. To do the cameo, Mm -hmm. right, right, which is sad. Yeah, so that kind of sums up the main guys because they're really the Mm -hmm. heartbeat of the original. Mm -hmm. Um, And they start out working at Columbia University in the Paranormal Studies Department, which I'm sure exists for real. (laughs) Yeah, and of course they're not taken seriously and they they lose their grant. Yes, the dean comes in, the dean, in 80s movie, there's a lot of (laughs) deans that come in to ruin Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys are through. So they lose their space. and uh, Yeah, their grant is canceled. So then they decide to go into business for themselves. Mm-hmm. It was the 80s and Bill Murray's, like, they're, like, drinking <laughs> schnapps or something outside. They're like, we're going to go into business for ourselves. And they start a business yep. busting ghosts. Yeah, they start making those commercials. They're super funny because oh, they're really, yes. really lame. They step forward. <laughs> There's like the three (laughs) and each steps forward to Mm -hmm. say a line of the commercial. Like an infomercial. Mm -hmm. So then we start seeing characters like in the city seeing the commercial. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, people start having experiences uh, like the Sigourney Weaver character. Mm -hmm. Dana Barrett. Yeah. like a cellist, I believe. Yeah. She's in an orchestra. Yeah. Comes home, finds... Like a demon in her refrigerator. Yeah, and there's a, <laughs> a portal. She's, she comes home, she's got a grocery bag, which her groceries were in a paper bag. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch, just like the 80s <laughs> grocery bags. They also, they don't have handles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Double bagged. Difficult. So she's yep. unpacking her groceries. She puts eggs out. And did you notice there was some Stay Puffed marshmallows? I did not. Oh. Propped up next to the eggs. Wow. Like, I don't know why a grown woman would, ha- by buying a bag of marshmallows... She wouldn't. Making fondant. I, mean, <laughs> I don't I like why you wouldn't. S'mores. But they're just really placed really obviously on Stay Puffed... P-U-F-T, it's, uh-huh, it's spelled. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's a, a little hint of Good what's catch. to come. Mm-hmm. Did not see that. The eggs explode out and start frying themselves on the counter. Yep. Yeah, so just weird shit just starts happening to her. So she reaches out and contacts. Well, actually, she goes there. She goes to their new headquarters, which happens to be that firehouse, mm-hmm. which is really iconic in New York mm-hmm. nowadays. I read that people go there all the time and take pictures and oh, stuff. Oh, that'd be fun, so too. Is it, yeah. is it a real firehouse I don't know. Or just a I tourist don't know. attraction? Probably, probably a tourist attraction. I never thought to do that. Right. Next time. Right. <laughs> yeah, so she reaches out because she's other commercial, so she needs help. Mm-hmm. And of course, Bill Murray's like all over it because she's hot and he's horny and wants her. <laughs> so he kind of like steps up and he's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help you with this. And then he wants to check out her apartment. So really, he's just trying to get a date with her, you know, at the core of it all. Um, but of course, they find nothing when they go there. So he's going to plan on investigating her building and that sort of things. But that ends up being kind of the main hub of where all the activity is coming from right the building in the city Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver's building where she lives. So then they get contacted to get rid of um, some activity that's happening in that hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the twelfth floor, mm-hmm. I believe. And here's where we get introduced to Slimer, who's like the very iconic ghost. Right, he's like a green blob who's mm-hmm. always eating. Yep, he's super which hungry. I don't know why I go a ghost. <laughs> well, I love like I when, they... when we watch him do it, and it falls right to the floor. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> pouring Hershey's syrup into his mouth, and it's just going straight through. Like, what can I he? Know. I guess he can still taste it. It's not for nutritional purposes, yeah. but just the taste. He's always 
Yeah. Always eating. Yeah, so he's really... Real goofy. Super goofy. Funny, cartoony yep. ghost. Which yep. I, they probably did to go along with the comedy right, right. side of it. Because the ghost in the library was... Super scary. Genuinely scary. Yep. And that was cool, too, that they had a variety of different types mm, yeah. of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, some were more puppet-like and some were, you know, more of a special effect, but... Right, like the taxi driver ghost was so clearly funny. a puppet. Yeah. It was pretty gross. Like, it was super yeah. gross in, yeah, the corpse. Anyway, so they finally, they, they capture Slimer and then people take them seriously. And mm. I love, love, love the montage of all of the, the ghosts they're capturing, like, and I think the song is playing. And, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Song. Yeah, the, yep. the theme song yep. is a stark contrast to the other, like, goofy jazz music that is <laughs> behind other scenes. Did you take note of that I, at all? No. The jazz? Like the, no, I Yeah, don't. the incidental music Funny. doesn't match. The Ghostbuster, right. the Ray Parker Jr. The radio hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a good song. Yeah. Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good. Me too. <laughs> Cute. Um, so after they've been taken seriously, I think that the plot just kind of focuses a lot around um, what's going on in Dana's building because then eventually she gets possessed mm-hmm. and her neighbor, Lewis, also gets possessed. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of turn into these like demon gargoyle dog they dogs. call them dogs but they <laughs> they're not really, not dogs. really dogs they have horns they're kind of a cross between a dog i don't know the horns are really big goat they're pretty ugly i don't remember them looking so corny either but re-watching it it was like pretty bad you could tell like when it was a i think there was probably like a puppet version yeah that was fine but then when they'd show it um like bounding across the street yeah was that was animated or right. something kind of jerky and yeah it that was probably the worst yeah special effect the dogs running running uh, right it's about as good as they could do i actually read that the same guy who did the ghosts and poltergeist did the same ghosts for ghostbusters i um noticed that when all the ghosts were shooting out of the building and then they showed like the new york city mm-hmm. skyline or whatever mm-hmm. and the ghosts were light coming out yep. i thought that reminded me of poltergeist totally although was it green uh it i don't know green in the remake but maybe i can't remember maybe it was green or white. I think it was kind of reddish, whitish. Was it? Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, and they all get unleashed because that guy comes to their headquarters and like wants to know what the fuck's going on here. The EPA and he, guy. Yep, and he makes them turn the machine off that's holding all of these entities, and then they all get out. There's a clash between the yeah the Ghostbusters and the like city government, the bureaucracy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the city officials. Uh, there's one guy who, from the EPA, he's really against the Ghostbusters and yeah. says they're not up to code. And right. He, he also makes thinks them it's release, bullshit, release yeah, the ghosts that they have been mm-hmm. capturing all over the city because right. there's this huge increase in paranormal activity. Mm-hmm, and they don't mm-hmm. know why. Yep. So they figure out that it's because the building that Dana Barrett lives in was like originally like the secret society, like in the Mm -hmm. twenties, somebody, the architect Mm -hmm. who built it, built it in a way that it could actually kind of conduct attract supernatural things to bring about the end of the world because of the metals in it. Yep, yep, exactly. And on the roof, they used to, they had a, they had rituals uh, mm-hmm. on the top with a thousand followers yeah. of this cult of Gozer. Right. The stuff that goes back to ancient history. Right. Gozer. And then um, there's Zool. So Zool mm-hmm. and Gozer are kind of the main entities. But they God, had it all like worked gods, out like... Like Sumerian gods or something. Yeah, not Babylonian. Right? They point out uh, uh. <laughs> the logic of the movie i mean they have it all worked out mm-hmm. on how this all uh, works together mm-hmm. it's really tight in that way and so like dana and lewis become the key master and the gatekeeper and basically they have to get those two together they well they need to get together so they can um bring gozer back right <laughs> who ends up yeah, being yeah these requirements for gozer to <laughs> i know have to come back <laughs> who ends up being this like really hot David Chick, Bowie. Right. Yeah. In this slinky little outfit, this woman, she's super badass. 
Mm-hmm. It's not what you would expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so in the end, that's who they have to fight against. Mm-hmm. Because they're really the only people who could save New York City. Of course, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then the ultimate laugh, I'd mm-hmm. say, is goes for telling them to think of um, who they want their destroyer to be. And mm-hmm. so, of course, Despector. all the guys are like, clear heads, clear heads. Yeah. Nobody think of anything. Ray. Yeah, he has so. a sheepish look on his face. They're like, Ray. What did you do? <laughs> He thought of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yep, that's the first thing that popped in his mm-hmm. head. So all of a sudden we hear the boom, boom, boom. And of course it's like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is as big as the skyscrapers and he is basically going to terrorize the city. Yeah, it's a funny... But he's so cute. His face is so cute. It's, <laughs> right. it's a funny twist on like mm-hmm. King Kong or Godzilla right. or something when these giant monsters are gonna destroy the city by walking walking through it basically yep Um, yep and i think they decide the only way that they're going to get rid of him is if they actually cross the beams the streams the streams i mean yeah the streams they can't cross equipment they shoot out these like lightning bolt looking Mm -hmm. things to Mm -hmm. capture the ghosts and they're not supposed to cross them yeah but in the end is it egon who's like yeah i think we have to cross them yeah. And it might kill us. Yeah. And but Ray's it's the like, only oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that and then it works. They mm-hmm. don't die. Everything becomes covered in uh, marshmallow. marshmallow, which was was uh, shaving cream, I'm pretty sure. I, yes. They used a lot of shaving cream. I think they yeah, used maybe yeah. hair gel for the oh, ectoplasm. Slime. Mm-hmm, ectoplasm. Yep. Whenever, yep, probably. Just, they just went to the grocery Gross. store like, we need... <laughs> 8,000 shaving cream. <laughs> right. It totally looked like that in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then everything's cool because Dana's back to being herself. So is Lewis. Mm-hmm. They thought they were dead for a sec, but they Everyone's were just... gone. All the entities are gone. They're Except heroes. don't we see Slimer again? At the very end? Yes, yeah, so you yeah. kind of get the sense that like, oh, they're not all gone. He's maybe still around. Maybe they're thinking like, oh, maybe a sequel. Yeah. Which there was a sequel. I don't remember it. I don't, I don't either. I... I've I seen it Ghostbusters 2. Yep. I mean, this became a really popular movie, and so they were trying to yeah. make it into a, a massive franchise. Right. And that's I, why we have the remake, or yeah. technically reboot. Right, right. Uh, do you know the difference between a remake and a reboot? Well, it sounds like reboot would maybe be a different version maybe i don't know yeah, like, like remake is you're trying to using stay the true same to it plot yeah uh-huh. sometimes it's yeah very similar we've done maybe this is really kind of the reboot report in a way yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i never thought of the difference but if you have like a different hmm. plot it's technically a reboot so i don't know if anyone would be irritated uh-huh. by that so just Good call mention out. that we know <laughs> There is a, we I, I now know there's a difference between a remake and a reboot. Right, right. But when we picked the name for this podcast, we called them all remakes. Yeah. I wasn't the word the word reboot, I don't want to use that word. Yeah. I feel like a jerk saying it's it. It's not I sexy. Don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should um talk about the performances. Oh. In the first Yeah. For uh, sure. Just the actors and the characters. Okay. Bill Murray, so funny. Throughout this, the entire thing. Yep. And I think that he, um, I really just couldn't take my eyes off him like the yeah, whole time. Yeah, me too. I was like, what is Always he going to do? What is he going to say? Mm-hmm. I think this really ignited his career too. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly he became insanely popular uh-huh. and famous. Were you at the fine line? Were we together when Bill Murray was there? No. Okay. I was at the fine line, which is a bar music venue mm-hmm. here in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. um, seeing a band, I'm sure, no idea who, but Bill Murray was there. What the fuck? And have we ever talked about this? I don't know. Because, okay, Bill Murray owns some minor league baseball teams, including the, the Saints, Saints right? Saints. Yeah. Which Crazy. is such a weird thing. I don't know why, but it's great. It's totally... Right, Bill Murray. So he was there, and the whole crowd was like, "Bill Murray's here! Bill Murray's here!" And I, I went, this is vaguely familiar. I went but, to the yeah. bathroom, and he was like in the hallway, right what? there. What? And I, I get completely starstruck if there's a celebrity around. I 
turn red and start sweating. I mm-hmm. could never say a thing, but I sort of brushed by him with my shoulder. I mean, it was crowded. Yeah. It wasn't like I went out of my way to touch his body. Right, right. <laughs> but I didn't not go out of my way. To, and so I think I rubbed shoulders. He he was pretty tall, so maybe like... Oh, he is tall. Good. I think my shoulder maybe touched his tricep muscle. Oh I don't know. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bill Murray is rude. I, you know, it, <laughs> but Bill Murray is a god to me. Wow. You know? Totally. I was in the room with him. I guess he likes to turn up in places that you wouldn't expect. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think he took tickets at a Saints game. I, I would totally lose my shit if, I, right. if he took a ticket right. from me. Right. Doesn't he also kind of, like, crash parties and, like, get invited to things? And, like, it's a thing. I don't know a lot about it. But, God damn it, that would be so cool. <laughs> and after re-watching Ghostbusters again, I mean, I just... <sighs> I, I know. I love him even more, and... Well, I kind of got I had in- this moment with him. I mean, it was one-sided. Just it only mattered to me. I'm sure. Right, right, right. He, no, he may Maybe remember. He might remember that. <laughs> yeah. And she walked by me, and she was blonde, and I never <laughs> saw her again. He's so talented, and That's I like- think. I mean, I think he improvised, ad libbed, as they say, which yeah. is a strange word to me. Ad libbed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it comes from. I wonder how Latin. much of Ghostbusters was improvised. Uh, like I a, think a lot of it. What, oh, good. Was like they were. Um, they had a script, but they you know had all these great comedians, so they were mm-hmm. uh, improvising, do, yeah. do a few takes, and um, I mean, I think the dogs and cats. I mean, in watching it with that in mind, <laughs> you can kind of tell. And sometimes I think Bill Murray was almost starting to laugh. Sure. In in the library scene, I noticed him was like a little smile. <laughs> Yeah. It was like he was about to crack He's up. cracking himself up, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always remember like when um, Sigourney Reaver comes out of the orchestra with that stiffy guy. Yeah. And then... Um, he has nasal spray. Yeah. At the end, he's like, I'm glad to see you're uh, feeling better. You still look you're a little pale. pale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was all totally made up on the spot. But yeah, he was. It was so perfect. It's hard just to talk much about the other guys because... He's so <laughs> important. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Dan Aykroyd, I mean, he was a good, the brainchild. Yeah. Harold Ramis. He's a writer mm-hmm. for a lot of 80s comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the secretary. Annie Potts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She was really good. She's really good. Um, I enjoyed all of her scenes because she's, well, her voice is so iconic mm-hmm. in a sense. But then she had a crush on Egon mm-hmm. and he just didn't even notice, didn't even care. She was pursuing him. I thought that he, uh-huh. they sort of had a romance. He was clueless. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about Rick Moranis. He was so funny. So funny. He like that Lewis, character. the neighbor. Yeah. He's an accountant. He's talking about accounting yep. all the time. Okay, cool. And then like he invites her, Dana, <laughs> okay. to all these things. And she's like, no, no, I'm not going to be doing that. You yeah, know, and he pesters Dana. All right, well, I'll see you later. Like he doesn't really hear it. He's still thinking that it's all like positive and stuff. And he keeps yeah. locking himself out of his apartment, mm-hmm. which is super funny too. And he becomes possessed by yeah. one of the demons. And yeah. it's just seeing him run around. Like he would <laughs> run around and then try to like hop over a wall. Just the funniest thing ever. And I noticed, I mean, he popped up in the very beginning as Dana's neighbor. Mm -hmm. But then the movie was going on and he didn't really have a lot of his scenes until like the second half. After he's possessed. Yeah. So so the movie's like really good, really funny. And then Rick Moranis comes in and he's so funny. I thought it really, you know, kept things going. If you have a secret weapon like Mm -hmm. that, just like Mm -hmm. hold him back. Till the second half, and then the movie doesn't drag at all. Right, good, good it point. Was so funny. Yeah, his physical comedy is. Oh my god! Perfect. Uh, he was another one I was watching in scenes. Like so, so the cops bring him right. Lewis to the Ghostbusters because they don't know what to do with him. So he's there, and they're kind of testing him out, and he's possessed, but he's sort of acts like a dog, or he puts like a slice of pizza on his face. Right, he's just right. really goofy. Um, and then and then the EPA guy comes in and they shut it down 
they shut down the containment mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. and all the ghosts are released. Rick Moranis is there the whole time, like in the background and he's as this possessed dog character, <laughs> like, like in the right, background. Right. Right. Is he like chained up too, or is he, they no. don't even need to, he's just no, sitting he's there. not yeah. violent. <laughs> right. He's just hanging out, but acting really mm-hmm. funny. And then, and then, um, there's like an explosion and that they all go out into the street and that's how he gets away from them. Right. And goes and meets up with the gatekeeper. Yep. Um, Sigourney Weaver uh, at the apartment again. Yeah, I just seeing him run. Oh, if God. I'm sad sometime, <laughs> I should just go on yeah. the internet and just watch him running. Get a clip around. ready. Yeah, oh, I, it'll just make you happy because it looks like he's got like his pants have fallen down and they're at his knees or something. Like he's running like he can't like separate his legs enough. Like I mean, his pants are oh, on, he but like he's just got a really great way of being extremely awkward and. Funny. Okay, let me ask you this. Now, mm-hmm. you have a, a little talent of guessing who's Canadian. Am I right? Oh, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that. Is he Canadian? Is that where this is going? He's Canadian. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, when I oh, just watch, <laughs> uh, watch Ghostbusters again, I'm like, this. it's kind of a Canadian vibe here. Funny. A, it, so it totally does. Who else do you think is Canadian? In the cast? Yeah. You can hear their accents every once in a while. If you're thinking about that. Um, it almost mm. feels like it could be Dan Aykroyd, but I... Dan Aykroyd is Canadian. Is it? Oh, ding, my God. Ding, ding, oh, ding, my ding. God. I got it right. Okay. The, you can totally tell. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The director, also Canadian. Canadian. I guess he huh. was born in Slovakia. Ivan Reitman. Oh, oh uh-huh. Um, emigrated to, or his family, like when he was a kid, I think, moved to Canada. So there's this whole SCTV. Uh-huh. Did you watch that? I didn't. You, I didn't really either. I kind of don't know if it was on or I was too young. Uh, but a lot of Canadian comedians yeah. came out of that. Uh-huh. Those are the Canadians. Nice. Uh, I, I, I thought a lot of the jokes were kind of Canadian because they were just <laughs> silly. Like there was uh, one... I mean, Bill Murray's not Canadian, but maybe he was riffing on the mm-hmm. Can- Canadian vibe. There was a staircase and... and someone says there's a staircase where does it go and i think bill mary says it goes up just the wordplay the witty lines right nice a lot of canadians love it yeah love it and yeah rick moranis who kind of like almost every time he was in a movie moving forward he was the same kind of guy he got typecast or maybe that's kind of what he did the filming in New York City and Love. 80s New York City yeah. is really fun the to taxi see. taxi cabs. The extras. There was a lot of scenes of the crowd, mm-hmm. of a crowd gathering mm-hmm. on the streets, and then they'd be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just funny to see 80s, 1984 New Yorkers. Totally. And you know who was an extra in this movie? Mm-mm. Debbie Gibson. What? Where? Okay, so you know... <laughs> When there was the scene in the restaurant and it had like floor to ceiling windows when Rick Moranis was running away from the dog. Yeah, yeah, yes. She was sitting at a table, like watching it. She was right by the window. Really? So Debbie Gibson had some hits in the 80s. Interesting. Of course. Yeah. Um, Lost in your eyes. I, th- I remember her record was out of the blue, I uh-huh. think, and I had a tape of it. And yep, some, me I, too. If there was any celebrity in the '80s that I looked like, it was Debbie Gibson. Mm. Mm-hmm. She had like a scrunchy, oh yeah, you know, a, a top ponytail, '80s hair. The timing of that compared to like when she put her album out, like was she already known, or was this just like she was trying to get into acting, and maybe she just got to be an extra? She seemed she looked about fourteen. Oh my god, she looked really young. But then, I mean, for for sure, she was a, a singer in the eighties because I right. feel like I was in like ninth grade. So she or must have been really young when she got her start, like eighteen or something. yeah, or fifteen. Oh, we Six, think I don't know. <laughs> Weird. You left a big yeah. impression on us, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, we were right in the Debbie. zone for Debbie Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should we transition into talking about the remake? Let's talk about the remake. Yeah, let's do it. 2016. Yeah, so different. So they tried to remake this or you know, do a lot of sequels to this, and I think Bill Murray always said no mm-hmm. because the scripts were bad or you yeah. know, they were just trying to milk it mm-hmm. for all they could. I'm sure everybody out there knows they changed it to an all-female cast. Mm-hmm. And this caused quite a stir. <laughs> <laughs> 
the cast, Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, all Saturday Night Live alums. Yep. Uh, it's not like the characters were the same and they were like mimicking the originals. They kind of had sort of their own storyline and their mm-hmm. own vibe. They were. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, okay, so who's going to be the Bill Murray character? Who's going to be uh, Dan Aykroyd? Mm-hmm. You know, I was. Well, trying Egon to, you know, was Kate it's McKinnon. Loose. It's loose. Right. Right. She was the. I tacky. think Kristen Kristen Wiig was the Bill Murray. Was Bill Murray right? Um, and Melissa McCarthy was Dan Aykroyd, yeah. for sure, because she was like the true believer. Right. And Kristen Wiig's character had disowned the paranormal. Yep, because she was a serious physicist. Yeah, and she was Working trying... to at Columbia, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. They referenced Columbia again, and she was trying to get tenure. Yep. And then Melissa McCarthy republishes a book they wrote together about ghosts. Yep. And then she thinks it's going to ruin... Because it's on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, ruin her career. Mm-hmm. And so she goes down to um, some kind of weird, maybe like for-profit university. It's like a Higgins college. University or something. Yeah, like a fake college. Yeah. Um, to find her and confront where, her and be like, take that down. It's embarrassing. We have nothing to back it up. Yeah. Because they so, used to be really close. Yep. research partners and bffs from when they were kids yeah yeah so obviously they had a falling out um yeah and melissa mccarthy's character was um with kate mckinnon yep they were still Mm full-on studying the paranormal well then they saw a ghost saw the ghost at that mansion yeah and they so um, this is a haunted mansion yeah right instead of the library so it opens with this uh the aldrich mansion sure mm-hmm. and then the tour guide is walking those people around and then he's telling this this ghost story about their the daughter and he's from silicon jared and uh, right. silicon valley a lot of actors from hbo mm-hmm. shows some snl popping up they go to uh the mansion they actually see the ghost aaron kind of gets reignited and really reinterested in aaron is Kristen wig right yeah more interested in um, continuing the research mm-hmm. that they started many, many years ago. And then they, they start their own company. So it's, it's a similar, mm-hmm. very similar plot line. And they go to the, a fire station and the realtor's like, it's 20000 yeah. a month. And <laughs> a Aaron's month? like, go to hell. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they end up in a, a little place above a Chinese restaurant yeah in that's Chinatown. a cool space though i yeah. thought i was like oh yeah this is really nice yeah um but yeah how funny that they go to the and i was like oh here we go now they're going to be in the same kind of firehouse and then it was just too much money yeah nowadays of course and then um so they're starting their own business the paranormal activities amping mm-hmm. up again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the original but however this the, time it's a totally different source mm-hmm It's a human being. Right. It's a... (laughs) With technology. Dark weirdo guy named Rowan. Homicidal loner. He built, like, it's kind of steampunky, like, uh, down in the basement of the hotel that he's a bellhop, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, whatever Um, that is. Yeah. You're at the door, (laughs) you go to the rooms, deliver things. I I guess you help people with their bags. Oh, sure. I guess. There's that too. And then, yeah. Yeah, so he built this thing to, so the ghost could find like a way into our world, kind of like break the mm-hmm. barrier between the two. Portal, portal was a word. He created the portal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's why there's so much activity going on in the remake. Mm-hmm. So this guy, yeah, he has these the devices that he places mm-hmm. around the city. Yep, and he's so creepy. Yeah, and puts one in the subway, and that's how they find. Um, the fourth Ghostbuster. Oh, Leslie Jones? Is Leslie that it? Leslie Jones. It is Leslie Jones, yeah. Okay. Her character name is Patty. So she actually goes to them and she wants to help fight ghosts because she had an experience in the subway. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk really quick about that ghost. In the ghost in the subway? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the ghosts were very, very different in the mm-hmm. remake. They were like um, electrically charged. Um, the one in the subway kind of looked sort of like a robot ghost. Well, it was a person <laughs> getting electrocuted in an electric chair. Did you pick up on that? No, no. There was a chair? I, yeah, no, I, I think didn't. so. There was some comment about this subway station that is made up was below where they would execute criminals with an electric chair. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, okay. 
the special effects were a lot better. Um, they were better, but for me, they... I mean, better quality. Yeah, but, but I hated them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first... Too many. Right. The first entity that they capture, which in the original was Slimer, and in this one, it was like this demon dragon flying around a rock concert. That was kind of bad. That was really bad. Um, Okay, so a heavy metal metal concert. What I thought was the least believable about that scene was that all the audience members were not running away. They were just all into it. They're like, like, cool. They thought it was, I guess they thought it was part of the show. Right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wow, these special effects are amazing. (laughs) Yeah. When really, yeah. It was a real ghost. The demon dragon dragon. was real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the first ghost they didn't. Yeah. I don't know why that was the ghost. It kind of lost me right there pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the beginning of the second Ghostbusters is really, really funny. Hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then it gets a little convoluted, I would say. Very, mm-hmm. very. I mean, had it not been for the cast, I think it would be pretty weak mm-hmm. throughout. Like, I was totally checked out for, like, the whole second half. The second half wasn't as good. And I didn't no. like that they included a, a human, Rowan, this right. guy. It was also very technical. Yeah. Like, the way he was bringing the yeah. ghosts in and then he was gonna too, or... <laughs> yeah in in the original it was just like zool ghosts like the mm-hmm. pe- supernatural activity was just happening for no reason it was only an hour and a half it was short i mean they mm-hmm. didn't know this was going to be a huge movie and right. then the second half they made the plot more complicated yes and they were saddled with constantly referring to the original right which wasn't working for me yeah plus cameos from so many of the original cast yep um and those characters didn't make a whole lot of sense either like they just kind of didn't need to even be there no they just were there they had to do that and then there were a lot of other cameos just like oh here's mike from veep and um, (laughs) (laughs) sam richardson from Veep and oh, there's Omar from The Wire, and it's kind of fun to see them when you recognize them. But sure. I think it dragged as a movie. It was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. slowing it down. I saw it for the first time in the theater, and there I, I stayed into it. And afterwards, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was great." But then watching it at home, mm-hmm. it was just dragging. Yeah, and like also too, just kind of in the second half, I felt like there was so much. Um, fight scenes and and yeah. too much like action too much mm-hmm. way too much action mm-hmm. like they fought like an entire like well, all of those soldiers oh yeah i forgot about that and they were <laughs> sort of doing the thriller dance right what was that it, it was just going everywhere too yeah many and but then i thought oh are they gonna do the thriller dance and then i know they didn't actually do it it was just no all over the place yeah. It wasn't holding together. No. Um, another it, thing that stood out to me was the difference in the secretaries. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, ha- like, and this is kind of a big change, too, was mm-hmm. having uh, Chris Hemsworth. And he's this really hot guy, like a model. He's Australian. Yep. So he's their um, receptionist, right. the Annie Potts like character. He, like, doesn't even know how to answer a really phone. Really dumb. Yeah. Dumb as rocks, mm-hmm. but, like, easy on the eyes. And then Aaron's always, like, flirting with him and has a crush. Yeah, she has a crush. Melissa McCarthy is, doesn't see how he's attractive at all. And that's, she's like, him? <laughs> yeah, that was actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, no! Yeah. I don't know if I felt like that worked or not. I felt like it was a little too exaggerated. I thought there was too much of it. Yeah. I mean, they just put him in there so much, and then he ended up getting possessed by Rowan. Right. So Rowan ends up killing himself, but that was part of his whole plot. Like, once people are onto him and they kind of find him and his big machine, he sacrifices himself, but then he becomes a ghost, and then he possesses Kevin. And he's going to like be in charge of this ghost army. It's a plot hole. I think if Rowan knows what happens to after you die and he can control like what happens to him after he dies. Wouldn't you just announce that and then you'd be totally famous and you wouldn't have to be a loser in the basement of right. a hotel that, that's right. so angry. That would have made him a superstar. You want to end the, end the world. Yeah. yeah, if you're that smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I think if you're that smart, you you can break through. Mm-hmm. You can build steampunk machines that are that good, mm-hmm. that are just plugged into the afterlife. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there were some really long scenes when Melissa McCarthy was possessed by him first. And then right. and they were like referring to the exorcist. She was holding Kate McKinnon maybe out yeah, the window for a really long yeah, time. That took forever. That should have been that like 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. But then her head twists backwards like the exorcist. Is that what you're going? Yeah. 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 Half hour, take a that. half hour out of like the remake 40 slash reboot, and yeah. it would have been really, really good movie. It could have been. It just, it yeah. just couldn't, couldn't be the original. It, I think it was really fun and really good and didn't deserve everything it got. So it ignited this controversy, internet trolls becoming enraged that there was going to be a remake of Mm. Ghostbusters with female characters. Mm -hmm. And this kind of rage is, I mean, it was like misogyny, you know, um, right. You don't get that mad. Right. If a movie is going to be made, remade (laughs) in some way you don't like, I mean, this level of rage and they were determined to kill this movie and make it out, make it a failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before it even came out, Mm -hmm. they, kind of succeeded on Rotten Tomatoes. So there's two ratings. I think one is like the Rotten Tomatoes gives it 74% freshness or That's whatever it is. Yeah, pretty high. But the audience reviews are 50%. Uh-huh. And this is, I mean, because of this campaign mm. um, to just discredit this movie, even before it even wow. came out and anyone saw it. So there's something you can do listeners though this this movie (laughs) (laughs) is not that bad and if you have a account at rotten tomatoes i was going to do this but then it wanted me to create an account and i just didn't want to do that Mm. um i was going to give it five stars just to counteract the internet troll contingent that was just hating this movie i remember yeah i remember hearing about that it reminds me of like the outrage that happened recently when they cast the new Doctor Who as Jodie Whittaker. So the doctor is now a woman Mm -hmm. and lots of backlash on that as well. So yeah, this is reminds me pure sexism. And it's just embarrassing that this is our country that this, uh, this is a movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not taking away the original Ghostbusters. No, I love the original Ghostbusters. Right. I also reimagine it in any way you want. Right. I have room in my heart for Ghostbusters <laughs> with female characters, with these amazing yeah, comedians. Right. And it was kind of a, a waste of great talent. Um, but you will laugh out loud yeah, if like you watch they're, this. They're so entertaining. Yeah. Um, I love Kristen Wiig dancing. Oh, my God. She, uh, oh, and the scene where she's, um, <laughs> where they're referencing the, refer- uh, the restaurant scene. And she's trying to yeah. get, and she's banging on the she's window. She's like the Rick Moranis character yeah. outside the windows, exactly. Yeah, and then she go, and then she goes in, and is trying to tell the mayor that this is going to be the end of the world. He's like, "Do not compare me to the Jaws mayor." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best line. Right? Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, that stood out to me. And right. Then, and then they like drag Kristen Wig out. She's crazy. And she's holding on to a table <laughs> and she just drag, drags it with the her. Table. Yeah. So she's a great physical. Uh, right. Of course, yes. Comedian. All of them, right. They They're all amazing. They all together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the mayor thing. So when they go to get help on that level, like the government level, mm-hmm. th- in the remake, they're like, hey, we really appreciate all that you're doing for the city, but you need to shut up. Uh-huh. Like, we are going to, um, we're going to tell everybody this was a hoax because we don't want to freak anybody out. Um, so, like, that wasn't in the original, how it had to be completely kept under the rug. Yeah. And you couldn't say anything and you had to, per- right. you know, like, let the... Let the mass media know that, like, there are no ghosts. Everything's fine. Yeah, that was totally different. Why? In the original, they went went to the mayor's, and this is one of the best scenes in the movie. It's when Bill Murray says dogs and cats Mm -hmm. living together. Mm -hmm. Like, I look forward to it the whole movie. There's a weird, like, priest there. Yeah, and, and, just so and he's many getting jokes. advice from him. The the mayor is the dickless joke. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah, he has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was improvised, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God, 
Um, but anyway, but they, yeah, but then they celebrate these Ghostbusters, them, the whole city, and then they save the city, and it's all recognized. Yeah, and and there's like uh, kids selling T-shirts and uh-huh. merch of the Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're famous, they're heroes. Yeah, but for the female Ghostbusters, they're no like they're know. like we're gonna give you money to do this because we know it's happening, but uh, publicly we're gonna say it's a hoax yeah. and sham and and yeah. discredit you yeah what the fuck right that they really bothered be me heroes they yeah, could not they wouldn't point. let them be heroes so that was a publicly was publicly a yeah they had to be laughing stocks right even though they also saved the city i'm getting enraged I know. i'm getting even more enraged than an internet <laughs> troll finding out that uh, indiana jones is gonna now be a woman in a reboot <laughs> Yeah, and and then they were kind of like, well, but it's okay, because we still believe in us, and we're, uh, you know, we know that it's real, and we're going to be serious about our studies and all that stuff. Why were they okay with it? I mean, they kind of were like, okay, that's fine. Patriarchy. Oh, God. They had to be. Yeah, they're they're heroes. Oh, God, I'm really getting mad. I'm getting upset. They are the heroes, but they couldn't be publicly recognized as heroes. They had to be publicly humiliated yeah Yeah. i didn't put that all together yeah and there's one there's a confrontation between rowan and Mm -hmm. aaron Mm kind of hard to say those two together (laughs) tongue twister rowan he's like people have been mean to me all my life do you know what that's like and she goes yeah people pretty much shit on us all the time unspoken because we're women right right and him because he's just an outcast yeah, and he so he's going to like destroy the world because of this. Uh-huh. But yeah, the uh-huh. women just have to accept it. Right. Oh, Hollywood. I know. Captain Why you got to do it? Stamp of patriarchy is really <laughs> on this. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep, unfortunate. Bummer. Huge bummer. I wish. Okay, here's a grand scheme uh remake recast where you have these actors in a movie, an action movie slash comedy together, but you write a new script and don't tie it to the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh-huh. Because that just hurt them so much. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need, I mean, we need remakes only so we can make this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True. But so much money and energy goes right. into them when really, what if it was just a brand new story? I know. I'm actually pretty anti-remake in general. Very big bummer there, mm-hmm. but shout out to shout all out the to the great the, talent. Yep, and I love that they recast it as females. Of course, me too. You know, and I was, was psyched to see cool. it. Me I too. went to see it. I paid money mm-hmm. with a bunch of girls. You're like, let's go see the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and you know, and it was it was great in the theater. It was really it was really fun. I think yeah. you don't, you're more into it. You're not as critical. It doesn't feel like it's dragging as much. Yeah, but please give Which. it five stars on Rotten Tomato. <laughs> I, let, let's, I mean, I think let's fight back in any way we can against the internet trolls. And mm-hmm. I feel like 2016 mm-hmm. is when it came out. This is a real high point for trolling. Yes, and the president of the United States, who Absolutely. is an internet troll, got elected mm-hmm. that year mm-hmm. as well. It's so it's times. a dark times for our country. Yep. High point for sexism. And now, I mean, there's still internet trolls for sure, but we yeah. know we know more about them. Some people just go off Twitter, like Lindy West, to avoid this stuff. Like this is sure. happening, but we're just not going to give it any energy mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Where I think the first response is to be like, we have to do something about this. Look at what people are saying, mm-hmm. you know. But actually, ignoring it, I think, is better. There was such a bad reception that maybe they won't do this again, hmm. like re- remake movies with female characters, which I, I think is kind not. of, maybe that's for the best. Like they'll just think because of they're new always ideas. Gonna... I mean, are there any other movies where they're r- flipping the gender since then? Or did this kill it? Since then? I don't know. Yeah. But I do feel like the cat is out of the bag. I mean, there's so many amazing female comedians, actors. The trolls won the battle on Ghostbusters, but war-wise. Let's not let them do that again. No, let's fight (laughs) fight back and spend $2 or whatever it costs Mm -hmm. them. Watch it on Amazon, the new one. Watch it. It, You will be entertained. It is entertaining. 
Yeah, a lot of sure. laughs. And really, if you love those actors, which I do, mm-hmm. they can kind of do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would see it anyway. Yeah, they're all in a room together, and this is amazing. Riffing yeah. off each other, and yeah, yeah, they're magical. They just got an unfortunate script to work with. As far as Canadian influence, I think there was none that I'm aware of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't feeling it. No, I felt <laughs> none of it. I don't think anybody in it was Canadian. It's Not that I know my, of. My if, gut. If, we yes, could be wrong. Someone could um, let us know if there were some minor characters. Right, right. On our Facebook page. But I also want to point out, so Bill Murray does cameo. Yep. And, um, the skeptic. What I read was that he, he did that to support the careers of his friends. And just in message to the trolls, I mean, your hero who here, Bill Murray, is not with you yeah. on hating the female Ghostbuster yeah. version. Yeah. I mean, he's there supporting his mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. So you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's rate it. All so right. we have a rating system. So there's the remake Earthquake, which is absolutely see it. Yeah. Like, don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, the remake Stay Awake, which is... You know, it's good, but you're kind of on the fence. You're like, you know, it was all right. Mm-hmm. See it or don't see it. And then the remake Heartbreak, which is a hard skip it. I'm going to say it's a remake. Stay awake. After seeing it, I was excited to see it. I actually thought it was going to be super good, um, super funny. And um, it really was only good because of the cast. I do want to support it, but I just think as a remake, it doesn't hold up. Uh, but it was entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little on the fence. I'll give it a remake. Earthquake. Yep. Just just because of the trolls. Because they were giving it zero stars before it even came out. Yeah. So stupid. I'm going to be like, it's five stars. Mm-hmm. It is funny. Not. You will laugh. You can't really hold a candle to the original yeah, Ghostbusters. You really can't. It's own thing. And but it, did, it should be left alone. Yeah. It didn't take anything away. I mean. Yeah. It's still there. It's still just as available. <laughs> it doesn't take anything away if, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a version with women. This mm-hmm. does not affect anybody. Don't just worry. Now there's another thing. And maybe, you know, young 10-year-old girls who want to be see, see it, they won't be as, you know, critical yeah. uh, as we are. Of if it dragged in the story. You know, yeah. they just want to see a girl's kicking ass right, movie. Right. Women can do anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to go with Earthquake. Yeah. I'll support that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Get on it. Get on it, guys. <laughs> Give them your data. Right. Okay. Well, that, that ends uh, episode four. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. 